I mean, I think we know what it is. I think we know what it is. Uh, today is Kobe Bryant's birthday. Happy birthday to the late, great Kobe Jelly Bean Bryant, a.k.a. the Black Mamba. Uh, shit still, like, you know, it still don't register. It really don't or whatever. But then when you when you go on Twitter or, you know, you know, 17 ESPN Radio, um, you know, and even the sports shows, you know, they, they're going to pay their... Uh, respect all day you know and then you know <laughs> crazy thing is the very next day is is kobe day you know so um yeah well it, it'll be a kobe binge basically for for a whole week you know um but i want to i wanted to break down the greatest laker of all time the gloat is what we call the gloat and that has always come down to even while Kobe was playing, you know, prior to him uh, coming into the league and probably half of his career, you know, we always looked at Magic Johnson being the greatest Laker of all time, uh, probably the most marketable, you know, even though Kareem, Kareem was Kareem. He was the cat, you know. He doesn't get him. He doesn't get as much love as the other players do just you know i don't know if it was the lifestyle you know different lifestyles kareem and you know probably wasn't hanging out like that but you know magic was definitely in the spotlight on and off the court he was the guy and you know coming in at and and you know in 79 shit he came in before i was even born i was born in 82 you know so I, when I first seen Magic Johnson play, I was young, you know, I was a young kid. So, you know, in my younger years, not really understanding what's going on um, until probably, you know, somewhere, I want to say early 90s. Um, that's when I started to under, understand basketball a little bit more. And I also knew the importance of Magic Johnson then, you know what I mean? And I used to hear, hear, uh, uh, stories and stuff about Kareem, and you know, I, I watched Worthy play. I watched Byron Scott play. I watched, um, you know, Michael the Michael Coopers, and you know, I watched all these vintage Laker greats play. You know, and I knew like there was a difference between Showtime, the Showtime Lakers, and you know, the Shaq and Kobe era. A huge difference. It, it's still they still rock the building. Don't get me wrong. You know what? What Magic and Kareem and those other guys did uh, second to none. Honestly, that 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 whole Laker Lake Show vibe never matched. You know what I mean? There's certain franchises that created their own lane and their own uh, history within size sports in general. You know, and you know. Like I said, the, the the Lake Show was never was never matched by any team in any team outside of basketball. Never matched. And then you had the Shaq and Kobe era, and Kobe and Shaq, Shaq and Kobe, whatever the case may be. Um, and they had their own era, and it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't similar to the Lake Show at all. But it gave the same type of vibe. You know what I mean? Because it was a different type of offense that was ran, for one, and just different style of players. 
you know, uh, where, you know, even though they said Kareem was strong, you seen more of a finesse play that came from Kareem. And then Magic being probably the only, <laughs> the tallest point guard we've ever seen at his natural position, that is. You know what I mean? Because you can, you, I mean, you can always argue for Braun being up there as a point guard as well. But we know coming into the league, Braun was a small forward or, or forward. And, you know, coming into the league, Magic Johnson was a point guard point blank now he could play other positions but his strength was at the one Kobe Bryant came in at 96 arguably the the best drive class of all time you know and um the difference is is that when Magic came in the older cats would say they knew he was already special because they had watched him in college and he won as a rookie you know so they he, had, he was already cemented, and he was already considered, like, you know, back in that day, considered, like, the golden child of L.A. Because you win a championship out here, you are, we writing your names in a wall. We writing your names in the ground. Like, you getting murals and et cetera. You know, and now he has a statue. You know, everybody knows Magic Statue out there where he's pointing. <laughs> he's pointing at you. And with Kobe... He earned our respect, and it took it, it kind of took him a cool minute. I mean, it took him a longer time than it did with Magic. Magic came out the gate getting love. He did with Kobe because there wasn't social media like that back then. We wasn't fully aware of him like that. You know, he, like you could listen to some of these sports podcasts of these former athletes saying they they used to hear about a a, a kid named Kobe. They used to hear about it, and you had to be there, you know, which is different nowadays is that you can hear about a kid across the nation, and we already have footage on him. So it's nothing new when he, when he you know, uh, when we were watching his high school games, when he signs on uh, to college, or if he plays, you know, plays one year in college or goes straight to the pros, we already know this because the information is already put out there, whereas Kobe came in, we had zero knowledge of him, and he came in as an arrogant kid, et cetera, et cetera. And you, I mean, as a sports fan, as a Kobe fan, you probably already know the backstory. So, getting back to the greatest Laker of all time, like I said, when you put on that Laker jersey, it's a different spotlight. And I can say that for like when you play for, and I'm, I'm gonna throw my favorite teams in there too. You play for the Raiders, you know what I mean? Is you, you take on an identity. When you, if you play for the Dallas Cowboys, you take on an identity. You play for the Yankees or you play for the Dodgers. And what I'm, where I'm getting as some of these franchises have history, historical history where they either won or they just, they were marketed very good. Uh, they're, they have a large fan base. This, that, and the third, and there's a lot of there's a lot of different type of franchises out there with different in different sports. That's that's the same. Now, when you talk about the top tier, we're talking about the Lakers and the Yankees off top. After that, you can just sprinkle in everybody else. But absolutely, you know what I mean? Some teams that you sign on with, you take on that identity. You take on that baggage. You take on that legacy. And both these players did so. Both of these players did so. Um, And again, Magic Johnson was one of those outgoing one of those outgoing players, uh, one of those superstars that was outgoing and, and embraced and in return was embraced by the city of L.A. If you didn't follow his history, 
you would think that we basically, and, and in a way you can't say, yo, we raised these cats. You know, the L.A. life kind of like raised these cats. You come to, they came to L.A. and they never left. You know, one born uh, uh, born and raised in Detroit, the other one born and raised in in, in, in Philly and, and other places outside of Philly. But after high school and after college, they came west to Tinseltown and they contributed to a, a storied franchise who they and, and Magic Johnson is basically a part of the bulk of the history of the Lakers. You know, the, the, I would say, which is the, the popular or even the, the heavy part of the history, which was the 80s. The run we had in the 80s was crazy, you know. And sometimes it's all about timing. Sometimes it's all about the era. That's why we have these back and forth about which era of basketball, which era of football, era of ba- uh, baseball was good. You know what I mean? And a lot of people point towards the 90s, early 2000s for basketball, which is understandable because you had a lot of competition back in that day. Across the board, you had great battles, great regular season and postseason battles. And Magic Johnson was a part of those type of battles back in the 80s, 80s, early 90s. You know, that's where you had the the the, the Detroit Pistons, the Boston Celtics, uh, the Bulls later on in the 90s. You know, and the Lakers were the Lakers was always there. Um, and then you fast forward to, to Kobe and Shaq era where you had, again, you still had, you, well, you had the San Antonio Spurs. Um, you know, you know, you had you know, the, the Pacers was solid. You know what I'm saying? Detroit actually beat us in the early 2000s. You know what I'm saying? So they came, they, 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 they got one off of us. Um, but there was a wide variety of superstars, uh, during his, during Kobe's era as well. Um, I, I ultimately, it don't really come down to accolades. You don't have to. I mean, don't get me wrong. You do have to provide some hardware when it comes to the Lakers. That's that's a must. Because even with LeBron, is like, bro, he, uh, we demand championships over here. And even with that being said, like one is not enough. It's a different type of standards. That's why, respectfully, you and uh, I think a lot of people can say that, like. I think Braun's legacy will always be attached to the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Miami Heat. And they can fight about who should respectfully own the rights to his, you know, you know, his championship vibes. You know, the Cavs got a lot to say because not, I mean, not a lot because their owner was, was an asshole once he decided to leave to go to Miami. But for the city in general, he did bring a championship back to a franchise that never had one. And Miami, what he did in Miami was, 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 was he, he brought, he brought that city along. Now I wouldn't necessarily say the state, you know what I mean? But he brought that city back along and he brought some excitement, you know what I mean? Uh, to the city of Miami. So when it, when it comes down to tying down his legacy, even though he is a Laker right now and he got some, he got a, uh, he got some, he got small years under his belt with the Lakers, although he did provide a championship. Everybody knows the difference. I can sit up there and brag all I want about on 2K or if we want to go all time greats. Of course, the roster is going to be <laughs> impeccable. Like nobody's going to be able to, just like the Yankees will always have a say so. There's a lot of fran- there's a lot of NFL fran- franchises that will have a lot of say so when it comes to their all time rosters. You know what I mean? 
but when it comes to basketball, like it is 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 pretty much a lopsided. It's pretty much lopsided when uh, after the Lakers, um, and that's because of the superstars that we played with. But you know, with LBJ uh, battling to be the you know you know, amongst the fan base and with his fans and fans that's against him and just overall fan base in general uh, being the top player of all, of all time, which I think is, to me, I ain't going to even lie to you. After Kobe passed away, I was like, yo, this shit is just stupid. You know what I'm saying? Like, all of them are goats. I don't think MJ is the best. I don't think Kobe's just the best. I don't think LB, LBJ is be- just the best. And personally, if I had to pick, everybody know my stance. I always went with Kareem. You know what I mean? But all all four of those names I just said are goats. You know what I mean? I don't think one is better than the other. And maybe one shot better. One one probably had a better shooting percentage. One probably had better playoff performances. One probably had better fourth quarter performances in the finals. One probably been to the finals the most. You know what I mean? Everybody got rings. Everybody that I just said has nothing less than nothing less than four rings. You know, um, but getting back to being called the Laker, the, the the greatest Laker of all time. Well, honestly, um, you know, this will be coming out a day after Kobe Day, but I'm actually recording this on his birthday. I want to say the thing that separates Kobe from Magic is that, again, it goes back to timing. It goes back to timing. There's another part that I'm going to add on to this. Maybe I'll just say this now before I forget. But Magic even said it himself that Kobe is is the greatest Laker of all time. You know what I mean? Um, But I want to say one thing that stands out is that we watched a child grow up. And I'm saying a child because I'm younger than Kobe. I'm younger than Kobe by five years. You know what I mean? But I watch, so it's kind of like watching my older brother. And I never really looked at it like that because I always looked at it through the, through the lens of the nation where they always said we watched a child grow up in front of us. And in California alone and Los Angeles alone, we watched him grow up. And what we mean by grow up is the moment that he stepped foot into the NBA, we watched his whole entire career. So on this day, on his birthday, I finally realized that I not I not only watched a great, but I watched him as a brother, as an older brother. You know what I mean? I watched an older brother uh, grow up in the city of Los Angeles, and he stayed. And he had his moments where Chicago was in the mix, the Clippers was in the mix, or whatever. Strategic, very to me, and and some other, some a lot of other people feel like this, but you know, a, a lot of Laker haters like to pull this when they lose the arguments <laughs> with Kobe in it. Is that well, he was gonna leave y'all? He never left. Shoulda, coulda, woulda, but never happened, or whatever. Which I always thought, yo, he lit fire under our front office ass and said, yo, make some moves or just trade me. You know what I mean? And it all makes sense because when you hear these interviews uh, from these former players talk about, you know, their experience with Kobe or even stories that they heard, you all, you would hear them say, um, you know, that it validates why he was considered an asshole towards people, um, how hard he worked, why he worked that hard, why there was a... Uh, 
why there was a beef uh, between him and Shaq or whatever. And when you when you hear the stories and you hear how they break it down, you kind of understand why he even said to certain people, the trainers and other players, like I had to be this way or whatever, because this is how I could get through to other players to, to, to work hard. You know, I think Phil Hardy once said that uh, he asked Kobe, why was he been, why was he such an asshole? And he said, if you really want to know, man, the reason why is because I watched Cavs roll into practice 10 minutes early. Notice how notice I said 10 minutes early. Walk in the, into practice 10 minutes early, and as soon as practice is over, they leave. While I'm sitting up here, you know, I get to, pra- I get to practice before practice starts, and I'm still practicing after practice. I'm busting my ass to work on my craft. He said, so why would I trust him? And that was his mindset. And then you know what? That transcends over a lot of different things. Like, if we all had that mindset, just think about how far we would be. But it's hard to do that because we're so conditioned to settle for small achievements. And sometimes you just got to lock into that one goal. And maybe that one goal was to be the best. Maybe that one goal was to be better than the person that we all claimed that he chased, which was MJ. You know what I'm saying? And maybe that's what it was. Maybe he locked in on a goal or a target and said, I'm going to do what I have to do as much as I have to do to get where I have to get so I could be satisfied. And I don't honestly... Being a fan of Kobe and watching him so many years, I don't think he fulfilled that many goals. I, I, I feel like he wanted to end up with more than six rings. You know what I mean? Even though he ended up with five, I feel like he wanted to end up with more than six. And we already know why. You know what I mean? And I'm not, and I'm not mad at that. that was his personal goals. But like I said, after he passed away, I stopped with the comparison or whatever. And don't get me wrong, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not perfect. I, I, from time to time, I might indulge in, in a good, healthy debate, depending on who is with. But I ultimately, bro, all of them are goals. All of them sit at the top of the throne together. You know what I mean? Because they all built the game. In some cases, uh, some of them, or if not most of them, helped shape the game differently during their time period or changed the game. You know? Um, but when we when we want to just keep it as a Laker, when we're talking about the greatest Laker of all time, it might be Kobe. It just might be Kobe. You know what I'm saying? Prior to that, I would have given it to, to Magic because outside of Kobe, it's like, it, let's just switch over to hip-hop real quick. When you think of West Coast music, you know, you're going to, I, I feel like the first, the first three names that you're going to say, Snoop Dogg, Ice Cube, Dr. Dre. To me, that's going to be the first three names you're going to say. Now, uh, obviously, you're going to have the E-40s, you're going to have the Two Shorts, you're going to have the Easy es definitely you're going to have Nipsey Hussle, shout out to him, may he rest in peace. But I'm saying as far as nationwide, I think I think Nip is there now because Nip is starting to, I mean, people are starting to understand how important Nip is and was to L.A. But I wouldn't say, it, it, I wouldn't be surprised if you go anywhere on this planet and people know who Dr. Dre is, Ice Cube is, and Snoop, and for so many other reasons, you know what I mean? And that's how I feel... That's how I feel with Magic Johnson. Everybody knows who's Magic. You know, everybody knows who Magic Johnson is. Everybody knows, you know. But at the same time, I want to say 
everybody knows who Kobe is. He's, I mean, too. And, you know, I, and sometimes I sit and I, and it's crazy because I don't know how I want to feel about this, but I want to say I, I don't feel any type of way about it. But I still watch those reaction videos when they show up from time to time of people reacting to, to finding out the, the news, the, finding, the news uh, finding out about his death, right? The reactions, the live reactions of it. And the reason why I still watch those videos because I see the appreciation in the shock. You know what I mean? It, as crazy as it might sound, I still see it and I feel it. I understand the pain. I understand the emotions. When they show the videos of these cats, like, being shocked and, or reacting to it, I'm like, I know. I know, right? Because my re my reaction to it, and shout out to my boy Jarv, the gray area and the rap round table, I, I never forget, man. I was I was dropping my mother in law off at work. And I'm seeing on social media, I'm seeing the pictures, right? I didn't think nothing of it because I'm looking and I'm checking. You know what I'm saying? Before I even pull off out of the out of the plaza, I'm just I'm checking so many different sources and I didn't see nothing on Twitter. I didn't see nothing on the internet. I just seen somebody post. I think I might have seen it on IG. And then next thing you know, next thing you know, I don't even know when I, I don't, honestly, I don't remember when I got confirmation. I just know once I got home, uh, well, prior to me getting home, I got a text from Jarve. That's why I brought up Jarve. I got a text from Jarve and he texted me. I want, I want to even say he just texted me like Baylor. And I said, no. And he understood what that meant. I, I to this day, I I gotta I gotta holler at Jar because you know, like I said, it happened a minute ago, um, and I have the way of dealing with my. I, I just know he knew what I meant by no. You know what I mean? And I, it wasn't a no like it's not true. It was a no like I can't talk right now. No, I can't believe this is happening. That's what that no was. And that's where I feel like he understood. But when I got home and I got confirmation, I broke down. I cried. I cried. And I, I went to my wife. She was washing clothes. And I just broke down crying. I did, man. I did. I cried for I cry I cried for Kobe and I cried for Nip. And I don't remember crying for MJ. I know I didn't cry for Pac. You know what I mean? But, you know, MJ, and what I mean by MJ, I'm talking about Michael Jackson. I was, <clears throat> it caught me off guard, and I remember where I was at, but I don't, I don't, I don't, I didn't cry. And I got, you know, he's one of my favorite entertainers of all time. And Pac is one of my favorite artists of all time, but I was young. I was in middle school when he passed away. Yeah, and I knew what, and I and I understood what was going on. It's just that I didn't, I just didn't cry. But I definitely cried when Nip died, and I definitely cried when Kobe died, and I cried, I cried a lot. I cried so much when Nip died. I recorded the episode that night about Nip, and it came out the next day. So shout out to Be Honest for that. Like he knew the assignment. <laughs> like he knew what it was. I and I. I I probably never said that, but I appreciate him for that. 
like that's that that was dope. That was dope. Like he just understood it. You know what I mean? Um and then and then Kobe. That hurt. It hurt a lot. And you could just see, man, uh the city. It was just it was so much going on, but it was quiet. You can see the sadness in people's faces. You can see the sadness in a in a in a, in a, in a posture. You could just see it, man. Like niggas was defeated. Real talk, man. Like it didn't race was not an issue. Everybody was just sick. And <sighs> Like I remember coming to work, and I work with adults with with mental and physical disabilities, you know. And I remember walking into my client's apartment, and he was watching the news, and he had on his Kobe. He had a Kobe Bryant Lakers shirt, like a T-shirt, and it was just like, yeah, that did it for me. I walked in and walked right out. <laughs> you know what I mean? That and that's it. It was bad, man. It was bad, but I will say this, like, your name never dies, your legacy never dies when you are somebody. It just never dies, it's just, we, the physical part is just no longer here. The interaction is just no longer here. The energy is still here. The respect, the blueprint, all that is still here. We're just not able to, and, and we don't know what's on the other side. We don't, we're ignorant to, to after death. So we don't know if you're receiving, if Kobe's receiving his flowers or not. We just don't know. We just want to go with he does. We want that Disney-type feeling or whatever. But all that being said, this is why I feel like he's the greatest Laker of all time, not because of his death. We already know death highlights. It makes you more than what you were than when you were alive, and I get that. But no, man, Kobe... Kobe is the was the child of L.A. <laughs> we grew up being mad at him, loving him, supporting him, being excited. We embraced everything about him. We we got sick of some of his shit that he did on the court. <laughs> pass the ball, Kobe. That was that was one of his top lines. Was pass the ball, <laughs> Kobe? Pass the ball. And then you re then you hear all the backstories and the shit like that that don't come out until after you pass away, but it, and it's some shit that we already knew, and that was he just didn't he didn't trust his teammates and that's okay. He was the first of his kind where we <laughs> that was just different. We didn't we wasn't used to hearing that from a superstar to where the superstar came out and said I actually don't trust <laughs> in his play. But at the same time, we seen Kobe walk off in practice, being sick of their shit. We seen him with the do the Kobe death stare. That's the thing. Anytime you shoot an imaginary ball, you shoot your laundry, you ball up some some trash, and you shoot it in the trash can. We say Kobe, just like prior to Kobe, niggas used to go hoop. And if you could dunk, dunk, or if you had like some dunk courts, the little six or seven foot courts and stuff like that. Niggas, you stick their tongue out. You already know who that is. But nobody comes close to nobody. Nobody comes close to 
a player that changed the game of basketball like Kobe, the way you think, the way you train, even the way you lock in. And that's no shots at no other at everybody else. You know what I'm saying? Because just like they say killer instinct, Kobe started off with killer instinct and he turned that into the Mamba mentality. Now that's used everywhere when you lock in. The Mamba mentality is used everywhere. And and that's nothing but his form of killer instinct. That's basically what it is. So... Yeah, that's why that's why Kobe gets the greatest Laker of all time. We're still waiting on that on that statue. I know it's gonna be something great, but that's why. You know what I mean? Um, like I said, between him and Magic, it's not about the personal accolades. It's not. It's not about that at all. It's about how 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 they made the city feel. You know what I mean? And both of them had made the city feel just they felt like we wasn't we wasn't number two to anybody. And it was because of those two cats. But I think Kobe edged out Magic Johnson by him just being raised during that era. You know what I mean? Cause Magic owned the eighties. He owned every bit of it. He did. And he had a sprinkle of it in the 90s. Hell, he even coaches in 94. <laughs> you know, he even coaches in, in 94. And he had his downfalls too. Both of them did. You know? And I want to say both of them bounced back. It's just that, you know, Kobe bounced back during his career and got even better. Kobe got two numbers retired. And there's a lot of cats that was coming up in the league or played with them that looked up to Kobe. Not saying that they didn't do that with Magic. I'm pretty sure they did that with Magic, too. You had to look up to Magic because he's 6'8", 6'9". <laughs> you know? Kobe was definitely different, man. Kobe was definitely different. But watching him grow up in L.A. in that Laker jersey, bro, and hearing those L.A. stories, not just stories in general, but those L.A. stories of him going to stores on Sunset, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I had the, I, the one thing that I always cherish, man, that I always keep near and dear to my heart is when I meet certain celebrities and entertainers. Me, when I met Kobe Bryant at Green Meadows Park, that's when he reopened the new Green Meadows. And everybody know, I'm from the east side, so Green Meadows was one of the parks that I used to go hoop at a lot. And they redid that, they redid that park years ago. You know what I mean? I want to say that park was redone, uh, I want to say, before the three-peat or in the middle of the three-peat, one of those, you know what I mean? And and I got to meet him. He had on like a blue, he had like a blue suit with like some blue Timberlands. I remember that. And then I also seen him like, you know, coaching Gigi team at uh, some of the tournaments. You know what I mean? You couldn't, you could, you, you know, of course, you, Kobe being Kobe, man, people coming to drop off their kids and going over there to watch Gigi play. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just to see Kobe coach. You know what I'm saying? And Magic, you can still run up to Magic, like at the Summer League. You know, you might catch him in the streets uh, in certain places. You know what I'm saying? And nowadays, because he, he's in between going to the uh, the Lakers and the Dodger games, and you run into Magic, it's like, Magic is like, Magic is like the perfect uncle. Uh, he's the perfect uncle, and Kobe was the perfect big brother. 
and that's the difference between the two. It just so happened as like, yo, we watched Kobe being raised. So the generation that 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 appreciated and worshipped Magic also got to see Kobe. And then the younger generation know who Kobe is. And I think that's where he get that's where he edges Magic out. And I don't think Magic is mad at that at all. I don't think he's mad at that at all. You know what I mean? And and you know what? As a Laker fan, as a true Laker fan, KCAL 9, oh yeah, I represent. Um it don't matter which way which way it go. Because at the end of the day, when you said everybody at the top of the throne, all of them up there, including Shaq. You know what I'm saying? Including Chamberlain, including Kareem. All of them up there, Wes. Yeah, we got them. And you know what? I want to say this, man. Westbrook is next. Because that's a hometown kid. You know what I mean? If if you really if you want to be real with it, like yeah, we adopted we adopted we adopted Kobe like we adopted Pac, and Pac represented the West Coast and he did it very well. And we got major love for Nip, and Nip is is from the turf. That's the same way I look at Westbrook. So when I think about Westbrook and Kobe, I think of Nipsey and Pac. I'll leave it at that.